Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, greatest of kings. Let one of your knights try to land a blow against me. Indulge me in this game. I will be deep. TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello and welcome to another episode of Syndicate. I'm your host, Armand Haddad. This season we are exploring the cinematic adaptations of beloved stories. Today we are looking at the film adaptation of The Green Knight by David Lowry. But before we slay the Green Knights, I'm joined by a returning guest, Anthony Zanzo. Anthony, welcome back to the show. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I think the last time you were on was what? THX 1138? Yep, back in, we recorded that in February. That was released, what, October last year? Yeah. So yeah, it's been a while. It's been over a year, and I'm glad that you're back. Back from the dead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we just watched the Green Knights. And let me tell you, it was absolutely incredible. I do have to say, would you say it was worth waiting two years for? Definitely. The opening scene immediately, I knew that we weren't going to be disappointed because, you know, when you watch the teasers, the trailer, it's always portrayed in one way. You watch the film and it's something different, but part of the teasers that we got over the last couple of years that opened with that. And I immediately knew like what we were going to watch was exactly what was going to be advertised. It's an A24 film. So like going into it, you know, it's going to be probably good. And with this film, I was, I was blown out of the water. 
like the trailers were awesome. And there's been many times where I've seen a trailer and it's like better than the movie, but not with this. This is like equal. Equally yeah. As for good. the first time, a movie matched the trailer. Yeah. Before we go any further into the green Knight, let me ask you, how'd you first hear about the green Knight? Probably Instagram. I think cause I follow a 24 oh, on Instagram. Okay. And I think I saw the teaser mm-hmm. or I think it was just the teaser with him like sitting in the throne and then he just gets lit on fire or yeah. something. And I just, I didn't, I think that's all they showed. I didn't know anything else about it, but I just knew like, this is something I'm going to want to watch. Yeah. It's very provocative. Yeah. And I think it sets the tone very quickly because growing up, I've never heard of the Green Knights. I heard of the Green Knight because I think you sent me a trailer or something, and I was like, "Whoa!" I think I probably sent you that, yeah, the teaser of the trailer, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I didn't know it was, you know, a, a poem. I guess is what they would call it, mm-hmm. um, or in the Arthurian right. realm of right. of storytelling. Right. But yeah, I knew nothing about it, and knew nothing about it going even into the movie. I didn't read up on it. I wanted to just go in as if it was just a, a film with no history mm-hmm. attached to it yeah because for me growing up i really liked the king arthur stuff i really liked the medieval stuff and i was always intrigued by like the mythos behind quote the holy grail or like camelot and you know all these different characters from these stories and i find it interesting that a24 decided to adapt a very obscure short story poem thing like i want to go into the movie blind too because i was like oh i'm gonna read it and i was like "Mm, i want to be surprised i want to go on a ride that this director decided to take us on and the ride was quite amazing i feel like only a24 could make this story into something that's not your cliche king arthur's court kind of (laughs) disney Mm -hmm. um i think it easily could have fallen into being hokey with any other production company Mm. uh but a24 like always delivers they they know exactly the route that the movie needs to go the feel that the movie needs to go so yeah they definitely nailed it yeah like they kind of went the easy route like you said, the cliche, the cheesy, disnified version of uh, this Green Knight story. But what the director did, which I've never seen done ever before, which is you take an Arthurian legend and then you mix it in with psychological horror and then you get this movie. And I thought it was like a beautiful blending of those two genres. So let's get into it. Have you seen a David Laurie film before? Not with my knowledge. I'm not always so in tune with who's directing movies, so I may have, okay. um, but not to my knowledge. Have you seen a ghost story? No. Oh. But that is an A24 yes. film, right? And yes. I have seen it advertised, so yeah, I'll have to check that one okay. out. Okay. So let me... There's a There's a reason why I bring that movie up, because as I was watching The Green Knight, I... S- I was like, of course, of course this director made this movie because like the director is so good at visual storytelling 
And with a ghost story, I think there's like five lines of dialogue in the entire movie and it's in like 90 minutes. So it's all visual. It's, it's about this guy who dies and it's like him overcoming grief and accepting that he died. And he's like haunting quote, haunting his house, looking at his widow and it's beautifully done. You should watch it. You should check it out. Yeah. And watching the green Knight, there are sequences where it's, there's no dialogue. It's visually told to you. And for me, I thought those were like the best moments of the film. Yeah. It just, it had, I think the word Gothic gets, um, used very liberally, um, when it doesn't necessarily have that feel, but this movie for me had a Gothic feel to it. And that's not something that you would expect from this type of storytelling. Uh, but yeah, the, the visuals, how it was filmed, it has, you know, we always say it, I think at this point, there should be an A24 category <laughs> of like cinematography, uh, filming. Yeah. It just, it it has that feel where you don't need a lot of dialogue. Mm, I like that. Yeah, like, I don't know how much say this company has when creating these movies, but like, they're all visually very similar and tonally they're, all these movies are pretty on point. So whoever's the brand manager of a 24, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They, I mean, I know they give a lot of creative control obviously to their directors, but yeah, they all kind of just have that same type of feel, mm. especially with like soundtrack, mm. uh, the just noisy, scratchy, just, <laughs> you know, very, you know, we kind of saw that with uh, hereditary, mm. um, they all kind of fall under that same kind of uh, the tone. So yeah, just everything together um, was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I absolutely love the aesthetic that a 24 is doing with their films. So, and this is no exception. Like, Oh my, like I could see why they held this movie in a vault for two years. Like seeing it on the big screen was definitely worth it. Oh yeah. They're, if you if you see this movie for the first time at home, you're I mean it's still going to be amazing, but um, I think if you see it at a proper movie theater, it, it'll blow you away. Yeah, go to the movies. So before we go any further into the Green Knights, Anthony, you know what time it is? The elevator pitch. It's time for some elevator pitches. Please stand clear of the closing. So for those that don't know, if you're selling a movie on a friend, you really only have sixty seconds to do so. So to simulate that here today, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. So Anthony, I need you to summarize the entire plot of the Green Knight within one minute. Are you ready? I'm ready. So we're going to start in three, two, one, go. The Green Knight is a story of Gwaim, who is a young man who uh, seems to like the good life, partying, not taking life too seriously, um, but quickly... uh, his life changes when he's talking to the king in this grand hall with all these great warriors and bursting through the door is the green knight who challenges any of them to a game that uh if he's beheaded in one year hence (laughs) the it will be returned to that person no one uh volunteers except for guame beheads the green knight 
goes on a journey to find him in the green chapel Mm -hmm. and uh along that journey he overcomes trials and tribulations and then Mm -hmm. he will meet his fate with six seconds to spare good job thanks it's tough (laughs) it's a very uh multi-layered story right uh there's a lot going on with it and so you mentioned that he's he's in a a place where there's a king there's warriors did you know that was king arthur i did not yes that's king arthur wow and he's seen better days yes and that's why i love about this movie so much because like when you see king arthur it's like in his prime or like as a kid removing the sword from the stone Mm -hmm. as it was said in the beginning of the film like hot out of the gates okay hot out of the gates like it's uh that scene from the trailer where like the crown is being dropped onto Gwen's head and like there's this narration where it's like this is not about King Arthur, not even about his son. It's about like was this his sister's son? Yeah, so it's not his nephew. Yeah. And oh, it was hauntingly good. Cuz that the teaser was the first scene. Yeah. And usually the teaser's just a teaser that has is not in the movie, but mm-hmm. they use that as the opening scene. Mm-hmm. And I just knew like they're going to deliver with <laughs> with it. They really did. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I loved how it's this darker take on King Arthur. That was King Arthur. He saw better days and he is beyond his prime. And I guess he's looking for a successor in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, said Mm -hmm. explicitly, but yeah, um, he is looking for his successor. Wow. And so, yeah, like this story took turns i did not expect yeah and yeah so what do you think about the green knights proper the, the green the Knight. green knight yes. very and going back to little to no dialogue the green knight is himself mm-hmm. doesn't say anything he's being conjured with mm-hmm. a so you hear whoever's conjuring the green knight their voice through him but he also had kind of uh, intimidating, and I think you could also label him as as the devil, because mm. um, I know in old English folklore, um, he's been thought of as you know a devil figure. Huh. But yeah, he he definitely has, it comes in with authority, and uh, uh, yeah, definitely very intimidating. Yeah, and I love I love the sick game that he plays. On Christmas. Yes. A Christmas game. Yes. It's not a happy Christmas. No. So behead him. And then in one year, you get beheaded. And at first you think it's going to be a duel like in this mm-hmm. grand hall. Yeah. But so after Gwen volunteers and, you know, asks for a sword and all these great warriors, no one's giving up, giving up their sword. And then King Arthur... Well, I mean, I didn't know it was King Arthur, but <laughs> the king, he uh, hands him his sword. So, and the green knight has his battle axe. So you think, you know, it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. And then the green knight just lowers his neck and yeah. tells him to chop off his head. Would you have chopped off his head? No. If you're in Gwen's position, you wouldn't? 
I wouldn't. You should have known that there's going to be a catch. Right. Like, come on. There's I'm, a catch. I mean, it's so obvious. You can see like 10 miles away. Yeah. It's like, ah, this isn't a good idea. Yeah. And it ends up not being a good idea because... So Gwen cuts off his head and you think he's dead. He stands right back up, holds his head, and then he... And then, what does he do? Does he, like, leave immediately after that? Well, yeah. Well, he says, in one year hence, mm, yes. basically, mm-hmm. you will find, you will go on a journey, mm-hmm. a six-night journey yeah. to the Green Chapel uh, to basically complete the game, Yeah, and uh, which is implied that you're going to be beheaded, but I don't think Gwaine put two and oh, two man. together with that. Okay. He... He wanted, he sought honor. And Mm -hmm. um, as we get towards talking about that, you know, we'll see, you know, why he didn't. I don't think he really knew what he was getting himself into. No, not at all. But what I also thought was interesting and, you know, we can talk about is the ties of the Green Knight to nature. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know, as he, you know, he looks like, he looks like an ent. Yeah. And uh, as he's walking and he puts down his axe on the ground, like grass grows around it. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought that was very interesting that right. while I, I believe the Green Knight to be the devil mm-hmm. um, in the story, um, there's also, you know, ties to nature and, you know, the earth. Uh, I think that's why it's green. You know, and that's also talked about in the film we can get into yeah. later. But uh, yeah, so I think there's definitely, uh, you know, a lot of parts to the Green Knight and what he represents. Right. And I love this, the way you just illustrated it right now, this duality with this character, because like a part of him, yeah, he is a symbolic representation of like the devil. But also, even though he's this insidious character, dark character, when he lays down his battle axe, moss grows Mm -hmm. and you know and and then the green chapel when we end up seeing the green chapel it's full of foliage his entire kingdom looks like it's in the forest so there's almost like a like a a peace and harmony within like darkness Mm -hmm. so you know not sure what the representation like what that's intended but um i think that's definitely in there yeah i think it's definitely deliberate going into full spoilers now no hold bar spoiler alert yes not like joe rogan spoiler alert where he spoils it and then says spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) all right so okay yeah like you said he was not prepared for the journey ahead of him you know you know with every journey there is inherent risk, just like with Frodo and Sam. I don't think they expected to go through the trials and tribulations that they expected on the way to Mordor. So I think Gwen had the same sentiment going to the Green Chapel to confront uh, the Green Knights after a year. And I loved, okay, side note about the marketing with this film. I love how it was supposed to come out last year and it was delayed for a year. And then the marketing now is like one year hence. Yes. Clever. That's very clever. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And I was like, oh my God. And then it's tied into the movie. It was always a theme in the movie. Mm -hmm. Someone's getting a pay pay grade. Oh, yeah. Increase there. Yes. 
So what did what, what did you think about Gwen's troubles on the road? Let's get let's get into how to out of the gate. He's he's leaving presumably Camelot, which is not looking good. Because in the mm-hmm. and once you get past the the very opening scene where he's on fire like the <laughs> teaser, yeah, it's ducks and a horse and the the city looks to be in ash um and there's a building off in the distance that's the roof is a little on fire but you still in the foreground you're seeing these animals and there's ash falling from the sky and then they're going through the credits so the screen will change real quick and show you know a credit and then as it comes back on that building in the background is more in flames right um so yeah camelot i guess you can yeah like you said you can assume that's camelot um has seen better days just like king arthur so it, <sighs> the city is degrading with their king Ooh, that's good that's so deep yeah because like it's kind of like the decay of the empire mm-hmm. and you're, the shirt that you're wearing right now vnv nation burning empires yep <laughs> Best album of all time. Yes. I just love the serendipitous coincidence. Why do you think I wore it today? Oh my God. You knew the entire time. I did. (laughs) But yeah, that's such a provoking shot in the beginning of the movie. Like one, you have uh, Dev Patel, his face is on fire and it's very aesthetic. And then like thematically with those opening credits, you have Camelot on fire. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's seen better days. This entire status quo has seen better days and it kind of devolves as we go throughout the movie and it's illustrated right when Gwen leaves Camelot and he encounters like a battlefield. Mm-hmm. And you know, when he he's leaving and he's going down the trail and the kids are chasing him, but then it gets to a point where they are not going to follow him anymore. And you, you see the city in the background but there's nothing else around it it's just it's barren it's just in its own bubble almost Mm -hmm. where there's the city and then there's nothing else out there so yeah as he he goes along this trail yeah he does encounter this battlefield and then he meets one survivor i guess if this person was even part of the battle right i think he was uh what do you call it? Like a scavenger almost? I don't think he was related to the battle at no, all. No, I think, yeah, I think he just uh, was picking through the bodies, finding whatever he could. Loot. Loot. <laughs> Get his bounty. Well, he finds the ultimate bounty with uh, this passing traveler. Yep. Gwen, And I did not expect that to go the way it did at all. Yeah, that was, I think, the first twist. Mm-hmm. Well, not twist, but just the first thing that the scene plays out differently than you think it's going to. It subverted your expectations. Yeah. This entire movie subverted my expectations. Yeah. So he's talking to the scavenger mm-hmm. and he, the scavenger's just talking, you know, and then it, they get onto the subject of where Gwen is going. He says the green chapel and then he, the scavenger just says he knows where it is. Follow the creek that way go north uh and you'll find it so 
he says thank you or and then he he starts going away mm-hmm. and then the scavenger's like basically like give me a little something for helping you out and he's like oh you have my kindness and the scavenger's like that's not enough mm-hmm. so Gwen gives him a flips him a coin and uh and leaves and then as he's leaving the scavenger is saying like uh good luck but it's only going to get trickier or something like that yeah um so then follow the river follow the river so as he's following the river uh that's when plot twist number one occurs he ends up getting robbed of everything Mm -hmm. except the clothes on his back and he is left hogtied next to a tree and i love the cinematography of this scene because like this is where like you really the first instances of like the psychological horror elements being sprinkled in Mm -hmm. where like it's almost playing with your mind as an audience member because you don't know what's real and what's not real because like he's being he's tied he's on the ground and like the camera's like spinning around it's one take and when the camera spins back to him he's like bones Mm -hmm. and flies are all over him and then does another pass and he's he's alive again and i'm like oh my god because it's it's showing you that's the only thought you have in your mind as you're tied up abandoned in a forest is that Mm. no one's there that's gonna untie you yeah so you will end up dying Mm. and becoming just bones still tied up so i think that's with the effect that they were going for with that one at least that's how i interpreted it yeah that's a good interpretation and during that scene i because like a similar scene happened in a ghost story where like you see the almost like the passage of time uh through editing and i won't ruin it for you but it's like it's so so good it's like ah it's the same director i could tell that's what he's into so yeah so he ends up breaking free from his ropes by like cutting them with his sword Yeah, just the cliche way of when you're tied up you find something sharp why didn't they take his sword right yeah so they <laughs> let they robbed him of his horse mm-hmm. his battle axe his, the bat the green knight's battle axe that that he kept flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then, yeah, they left his sword. So, did you notice the other imagery of that scene too? Because he had, a, I think it was a shield. Yeah, he did have a shield that they stomped. It was like wooden. They stomped on it and broke it. Mm-hmm. So that was gone. Yeah, and on the shield was ancient picture of Mary and Jesus. Yep. And I thought that was thought provoking because, like, with 
King Arthur in that story, it circles around the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. the, the cup that Jesus drank out of. And so it's always like tied to some sort of religious imagery. And then with this movie, right in the beginning, it's like stomping on the faith of the main character. I loved it. Yeah. And, you know, I one thing that I noticed, and this is a little, a little bit further um, into the movie, but if we're going to talk about, you know, the religious, you know, connections, there's a scene where he's carrying this axe. I mean, he's carrying the axe throughout the whole film, mm-hmm. but he's almost he's he's walking up this cliff and he's got the axe over his shoulder and i couldn't help but feel like that was jesus holding the cross oh, wow. and i didn't even think of that i it felt like jesus carrying the cross the ultimately the thing that will kill him mm-hmm. i mean the nails killed him but you know <laughs> the nine inch nails uh <laughs> But the cross is is the the vehicle that he's going to die. Yeah, and Gwen is carrying the axe that the Green Knight is going to use oh to end God. his life. Wow! And he needs to carry that, you know, on his journey. So yeah, I, I wow, that's something I definitely picked up on. Wow! So he's literally carrying his cross. Mm-hmm. The axe is his cross. Wow. Okay, that's I, that's incredible. That's a good, that's a nice detail. Did you think he was going to his death, or do you think he was going to duel the Green Knights? That I thought, and I think that's what he thought. I think the audience, I for my, I I thought that, and I think mm-hmm. he did that. He thought the original encounter was going to be a duel. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, and then I think he thought he was going to go to the Green Chapel and, and duel the Green Knight. He was naive, right? And he definitely you could see him changing slowly throughout his journey. Like I, I do have to say this movie took so many twists and turns, like not only the road to the green chapel, but also at the green chapel and also not what I expected after the green chapel, Mm -hmm. because like on the road to the green chapel, Gwen is being brutalized by everything he's encountering because he gets robbed and almost killed. He encounters like a spirit. Yeah. He goes, he finds a house abandoned. Mm -hmm. He goes inside and you could tell no one's been there for a while. There's food on the table, but he touches it and it like turns to dust. Yeah. So he goes upstairs and there's a bed. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, let me crash here for the night. And then in the middle of the night, there's a woman. She says, like, why are you in my bed? And he gets up and freaks out. And he's leaving. And she, there's quests within a, in, in this quest. So Side quests. She, yeah, like RuneScape. <laughs> um, so she's a ghost. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, murdered by a man who was trying to take advantage of her. Mm-hmm. Cuts off her head, throws it in the, the pond in front of the house. So she asked if he could go and get it for her basically to be at, at peace. Right. And uh, he asked, like, what's in it for me? <laughs> How dare you ask How that dare question? you? Just do it. Yeah, you're a knight. Yeah, well. He's not a knight. Not a knight. Not a knight. Not a knight. You said it, it was a knight. I didn't say I'm But he was Sir, wasn't he? No, he, had, he was just Gwen. I think, here's my head theory with this. I think... He was going to go on this quest 
to confront the Green Knight. And then when he gets back to Camelot, um, King Arthur would knight him. Yeah. Then he would be part of the round So table. now he's not a knight. But either way. Almost knight. <laughs> chivalry in his mind is dead. He can't get this poor woman's head <laughs> right. in the lake. Right. Well, he wanted to, but with something attached to it. So she's like, how dare you ask me that? Well, so, think, think about it from his point of view. Like, he was just rocked. True. He, he trusted has, some he dude. issues. <laughs> so he's like, am I going to get killed when I go in the water? Mm-hmm. What's going on? But he ends up getting the head. She's at rest. Um, very freaky imagery, I, I do have to say, with mm-hmm. that. And Yeah, there, that's part of uh, yeah the psychological, just abstract yes. kind of uh, imagery that we got. It, I, it always comes to my mind is... 2001 a space odyssey at the end mm, okay. just i feel like a, that's just the pinnacle of just abstract <laughs> imagery in film and whenever i see something along those lines in a film that's just what i think of but yeah just you see just colors and yeah it's nothing is coherent and uh mm. so that's what's happening to him as he yeah. dives into what in reality is a spring that's probably two feet three feet deep and he dives in and it's it's just an ocean an endless ocean turns red turns red yeah finds the skull yes skull and then he attaches it or puts it next to the skeleton well the skull the skull turns into her head he drops it and rolls on the floor yes yes. and then she appears and yes she says thank you and he goes away and he's like okay yeah that's right my lady yep that didn't happen (laughs) so and then after that so he gets robbed meets a ghost and then after that he encounters like i don't even know what they are like a royal lord well there's the giants oh my god well the the fox oh yes the fox I'm jumping all over the place. So I really liked the Giants. I don't know what it was. To me, I interpret that as people going towards the afterlife. I wonder, because just before that, he's like, it's raining, it's at night, it's cold, and he finds these mushrooms. Right. And he just he goes for it. He, he, I think he <laughs> took a sniff. I don't know if that's going to like dictate if these are like psychedelics <laughs> or poisonous. I think he was just hungry. <laughs> he was hungry. He was like, I'm just going to go for this. So he takes a bite and he's with the fox, which we can talk about the fox. Mm. And he immediately vomits. Mm. But then the next scene, he's, and that's the scene he's holding the cross I was, I was talking about earlier, uh, or holding the axe, I meant. And he's, yeah, he sees these giants off in the distance. And I just, when I saw that, I, I just felt like he was tripping and it was just DMT. something. Yeah. Yeah. It was DMT. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know what that could have represented, but yeah, going to the, the afterlife. Yeah. Cause like he was like tripping. Cause like he looks at his hand and it looks like moss. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, he's tripping now. He's doing the magic mushroom dance. So yeah, I really, I really like the imagery of that scene. Like, I, th- I felt like the whole giant scene represented like going to the afterlife. Yeah, I mean, because they were slightly uh, see through. Yeah. So, 
who knows it was just a scene and wasn't that in the interlude because right yes, one thing yes, we should probably mention is before each like scene almost they're i guess taking from the poem like what yeah what the scene or what this part of the story is called and this part's just called the interlude mm-hmm. where uh he yeah he's walking and encounters the giants and has the fox with him yeah i have thoughts about the fox what are your thoughts on the fox but, well and with the green knight too so we need <laughs> it's tied it's all tied it's all tied together yes okay so my theory yeah is the green knight mm. and the fox yeah were conjured by the mother and she was controlling them so i guess we oh. need to backtrack a bit so okay in scenes prior to um the ghost with him getting her head you see a fox i think there was two scenes where you just see a fox in the background okay walking um but you don't really think much of it uh and then it gets to the point where the he's in a cave because it's raining and the fox comes in and he just at first he throws the rock at the fox and the fox leaves and then it peeks around again he's like all right just come on in so at that point they're kind of bound together yeah my theory is that the mother conjured the green knight because as he in the beginning back to where um he's in that grand hall talking to king arthur the mom stays home and she's doing some occult magic Mm, right so she writes on a scroll you don't know what she's writing but she's got you know something written there She's writing it blind, by the way. Yeah, she's uh, blindfolded. Um, so she throws this, she seals it with a green wax seal, mm-hmm. throws it in the fire, or, and then it levitates, or yeah, levitates over the fire. Yep. Um, and at that point, that's when the green knight starts talking. Um, so I, presumably what she wrote is what he's saying. So I feel right. like she conjured the green knight to challenge her son to do something with his life this is like the ultimate like get a summer job <laughs> get out of the house yeah um so i i feel like the green knight was conjured by her to uh to get him to do something with his life and right. i think the fox was her mm. guiding him because she wasn't gonna just leave him okay at his own you know, will to, to do this. So the Fox was that little subtle mm. companion just to slowly guide him. Okay. And uh, so that's, that's where I think the Fox represents there. I think you're onto something because like before the quest, before this uh, green Knight came, what was he doing? He was, he was partying. He was partying, drinking in the whorehouse. In the whorehouse. Like, he wasn't doing much. Like, he was close to Knights of the Round Table, but he wasn't a part of it. And, like, King Arthur set him aside. He even asked him, like, tell me a tale. He had no tale to tell. Yet. Yet. <laughs> As Lord of the, or, uh, Game of Thrones, the actress who played... Uh, Lady Aaron, yes, yes, she was uh, Lady Aaron, yeah, she was uh, Catelyn Stark's sister, yep, 
she was King Arthur's wife. I love how she gets like typecasted yeah. into those mm-hmm. types of movies. I mean, she plays a, a good medieval person. She had like three lines, but hey, it's a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> she did a good job too. Yeah. She made it counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and then from there, that's when the Green Knight shows up. Yep. That's when he gets his quest. And then Dev Patel even holds Excalibur during that initial duel. Yeah. And like I got chills seeing that because I was like, oh see, God. I didn't put, see, you had already put in, put that two and two together <laughs> there. I'm just like in my own little world, like, oh, this is cool. But no, I didn't. <laughs> I had, I had no idea. Well, the only reason why I know that it's King Arthur is A24 put out like this, oh, things you got to know about the Green Knights. And I was watching, I'm like, should I be watching yeah, this? I feel like you shouldn't be watching that. But they're like, okay, this is King Arthur. This I is feel Guinevere. Like though, why are like, they, I feel like that's spoiling things. We don't need to be told. I Let's like, figure it out. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay, I, I got spoiled that it's King Arthur. But, okay. I mean, it kind of added to the whole experience, mm-hmm. I guess. But, yeah, he's holding up, I guess, Excalibur to fight the Green Knights. Um, and then that's when the ball rolling. You know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. His mom just wanted him to get out of the house, to get a job, to not be, you know, sitting around eating Cheetos in his basement. Getting STDs. (laughs) So, speaking of STDs, (laughs) so he was in a romantic relationship with one of the girls in the brothel. Mm -hmm. And I love the tender scene between them where she was like, when you become king, you know, just aspiring, like, oh, when you become king, I'll be your queen. And, you know, we'll, we'll rule the land. And then by the end of the film, that doesn't happen. No. Not at all. Or what would happen? No. Oh, right. Right. So, yeah, let's get into... Well, after... Well, because there's, there's... I mean, there's this film... All right. <laughs> we cannot stress this enough uh-huh. that this film has so much content. Yeah. Because after the giant ghosts, mm-hmm. so there's the girl ghost with the lost head, and then there's the giants that are kind of ghosts. Yeah. There's this big grand castle that he stumbles upon. Yes. With the a guy, a younger woman, and... An old lady blindfolded. Did you think the younger woman was his wife? Or was it just, she was just there? At first I thought it was this man's wife. But then, you know, as we just <laughs> see more, I think they're just in maybe an open, either an open relationship or they just both live there and they don't. Mm, or brother, sister. Could be. We don't know. We'll never know. Unless A24 puts out some need-to-know guide. Ten facts you didn't know about the Green Knight. They're actually brother and sister. <laughs> that would be like a link. You know when you go on those web pages and you scroll down to the bottom and they have those weird like links you can click and it's mm-hmm. like ten horrifying facts about <laughs> Chernobyl. You won't believe number seven. Yeah, and you click it and it's just like nothing. But yeah, that's like <laughs> that. that's something you'll see at the bottom of a web page for the Green Knight. Those ads are actually called tabula ads. Tabula ads. Tabula. And they probably put viruses on your computer. Yeah, just just mentioning tabula 
Yeah, that's like bottom of the barrel advertising. <laughs> Literally at the bottom of a web page. <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah, there he is great with hospitality. I thought there were ghosts. to be, You know, he had ghosts in the first time. These giant ghosts. I was like, well, these people aren't real. They're ghosts. No, they're yeah, real. or like some kind of like hallucination. Right. I didn't, I wasn't taking it for face value that this yeah. literally was a castle in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it was nice. It wasn't just some rundown castle. It was, everything was like high end. Mm-hmm. It was this man, woman, and then this old, older woman that had this like cloth <laughs> blindfold on. Right. And there, Gwen is tempted sexually. Yes. By. The younger woman and do you think he gave in i don't think he gave in to that sexual temptation well, i think another thing tempted him that was more enticing and that was this green like cloth cloth yeah. that he got originally from who was it the mother i think the mother because like he ends up losing it because the dude who robbed him in the beginning took of the movie. It. Yeah, he took it and he like made a big deal. He's like, oh, look at this yeah. thing. So seeing that again, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, so she had it. Or, well, she said she like sewed it or whatever. Yeah, she, she said she made it, yeah. but I was like, oh, is this a ruse? Right. Is he going to pop out? Mm-hmm. Is he going to kill him now? Yeah, because then you think like, is this random scavenger from earlier in the film that robs him and then goes away? And then you think like, okay is this guy gonna come back he doesn't but yeah that that cloth kind of represents a lot in that last half of the film mm-hmm. which i think immort not immortality but she says if you wear this nothing bad will happen to you like you won't be essentially slain yeah. in battle and let's get into that so he, he finally gets to the Green Chapel. He confronts the Green Knights. And a subversion, he doesn't immediately even acknowledge his existence. Mm-hmm. And when he does, it's like, what day is it? Yeah, and it's almost like he wanted, you know, when the Green Knight first arrived to the to the Grand Hall, you, you thought, like, it was, he was there for a reason. He's the one that showed up. Yeah. So you think, like, this is like serious. Like this is like he he's waiting mm-hmm. for him. But yeah, once he arrives, he's sleeping, and yeah, he doesn't <laughs> acknowledge him for like a day. Right, and then when he awakens, it's like kind of he does it out of obligation, not like a, a want or yeah. like even survival. He's like, All right. I guess I gotta do this. It's Christmas. <laughs> he's like, okay, Neil. He's like. That's it? Did you think there was going to be more? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. So like, I thought the movie, I was like, okay, this is the type of movie that like the journey is more important than the destination. Mm-hmm. But then it subverts you again by Gwen running away. He changes his mind. Yeah. So there's like two instances where he, the Green Knight's going to swing the axe down on his head and he's like, no, don't. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. He does that like twice. And then right when you think he's ready to just be beheaded. Yeah. He, he runs away. And like, this is my favorite part in the entire movie is when it shows 
So in the, the context is, this is all like in his head, what were or like the potential energy of what could happen. And it shows him returning to Camelot, being knighted by a dying King Arthur, becoming king, and like seeing his kingdom fall apart before his eyes. Yeah, so like watching it, you're thinking like he escapes the Green Knight, gets back to Camelot or whatever city that is. Yeah, yeah and so you're thinking that this is this is what's now playing out. Mm-hmm. Cause then I'm thinking like, what's the, like what, what's the uh, end result with this? It, it seemed unfulfilling cause I'm, I'm expecting he's going to be beheaded or get into this right. fight and he runs away and right. in returns and he's getting cleaned and he's getting knighted. I'm just like, eh, why? It's predicated on a lie because he's a coward. Like, did he say that he slayed right. the green knight? Yeah. Cause the fox, um, before he is going to enter the the green chapel, the fox who had not spoken, we didn't know could speak, right. tells him, like, if you turn back, your secret's safe with me. I'm not going to, no one will know that whether or not you confronted the green knight, just go home. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he didn't do that initially, but then, uh, so he heads back. So, yeah, like you said, it all was pre- predicated on a lie mm-hmm. and no, everyone thought figured he defeated the green knight right and this sequence not a whole lot of dialogue is spoken it's all visually told to you yeah and i loved it so much because after he's knighted you see him engaging in intercourse with the woman from the brothel Mm. who uh wanted to be ruling the kingdom with him yeah and then she's giving birth and this is the one thing that was like damn so she gives birth to mm-hmm. their son and then they just take the kid throw her some change and leave yep and because this whole time you think like you know he wants to get back to her he right. wants to return he wants to go back to his life mm-hmm. be with her but she gives birth and he just throws her some change and yeah. leaves her and takes the baby takes the baby and then marries i guess another royalty person she kind of looks like queen elizabeth and yeah then raises the kid well that so the person he chooses to marry is the ghost oh with the he- missing head you're right so at that point, I started to wonder, like, is this really happening? Oh, you thought it was okay. So up until that point, I thought the events that were happening were. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're in real, real time at that point. Yeah. But then once you see the person he chooses to marry and it's the same person who was the ghost that was missing the head. I knew like, okay, this is not, this is a dream or this is some kind of, uh, you know, some like clairvoyance or something. So I, I knew something was off with that. So yeah, he does end up marrying the ghost woman. I don't think we ever know what her name is. I don't no. think it's sad. Um, and they raised that the kid that he had with the other woman together. Yeah. Like I said earlier, his kingdom falls apart. He loses his son in battle. And it's massively shot too, because like it shows him aging mm-hmm. through time. And the end scene of that sequence is him in his throne room. And like the invading army is like, breaking into the door and he's just alone on the throne yeah because at at first like his his mom is with him his wife is with him his son at this point has was older and had died Mm -hmm. in in that battle so as that door is being broken down everyone he cares about is leaving him there and uh then his demise yeah occurs Yes. And I was like, damn, that's and it like stays on that shot for a while. I was like, wow, this is how the movie ends. Like, oh my God. Yeah. He's just sitting there and his head gets slapped off, but there's nothing that physically does it. It just gets cut off. Mm -hmm. Cause I thought what was going to happen is the green knight was going to come through that door and finish what should have happened probably decades earlier (laughs) at that point. But no, you never, you don't see the green knight again, but yeah, his head got cut off. And then it goes back into real time where he's still in the green chapel and like the green knight is like about to swing the sword and he stops him. He's like, wait, and he takes off that piece of cloth that was told to him to have magical powers and mm-hmm. can't die. And then after thinking about all that and everything he's been through, then he was finally ready mm-hmm. to die. Because his life would not have been what he probably envisioned it would have been if he ran away. Right. So he knew, if I run away, this is the pain and suffering I'll feel anyway. So I might as well just end it here. Right. So I have to ask, do you think he died in the end? Yes. I I think so too. Cause we don't see it. We don't see him actually get his head chopped off. Mm-hmm. It just goes to the scene of 
like a stump <laughs> and it says the green knight i think he finally got his honor and death yes that was the only way he would have achieved it because that we knew and he knew at that point there wasn't going to be a duel that he could defeat the green knight it was literally like you chopped off my head i will chop off yours and then the green knight can come back but Gwen is not going to come back right i was like i said i've been saying i was so surprised with this movie i thought it was masterfully shot mm-hmm. it was expertly told as a story and it's not at all what i expected going into i was pleasantly surprised by all this yeah i mean we've me and you have seen enough movies together where we've either been disappointed or the movie was like good but like not right like oh my god i think the last time prior to this one was maybe interstellar if i'm correct oh yeah we were blown away by that yeah and we saw that on imax yes remember when we were gonna go and then you asked uh my old manager hey you want to come with us and he said convince me it's like what you don't need convincing christopher nolan space that's it time travel (laughs) yes anyway anyways yeah this movie is definitely one of the few that lived up to what was expected Mm. and i don't i don't expect anything less from a24 and i maybe i i generalize a24 films too much but like i just anything they put out they picked the right people to to make them Mm. um yeah and they just nailed it with this yeah i can't wait to see lamb lamb out of all the trailers we saw today like you know they're like all these special effects yeah. it's like oh wow i just want to see a movie about a lamb about a lamb a that's lamb it. child yeah keep it simple that's in a future podcast yes definitely so to close the show what we like to do on syndicate is the one reason why was the one reason you give somebody to watch the green knight arthurian a24 <laughs> that's all you need to know yeah keep it simple yeah <laughs> for me if you want to see a different take on arthurian legend this is the movie like it's a beautiful blend of psychological horror and you know classic medieval mythos gotta watch it yeah and like i don't know how many films you've done on the podcast that are a24 films but like anyone who's listening to this like it's not like it's not a joke like a like watch any a24 film you can get your hands on it's Mm -hmm. not just horror or psychological movies like they have a wide range of movies uncut gems oh yeah um a most violent year um to name a few that aren't in this kind of genre of movies i mean i'm like not joking that they put out everything they put out is quality have you seen first reformed no oh that's so good but you know it's a24 yeah so good (laughs) ex machina yeah that was probably my first a24 i think that was a24 before i didn't even know like what a24 was and that was probably in the earlier days well you saw spring breakers when that came out yeah and that's i own that's right there but um <laughs> you know what we were watching that maybe like a month ago oh yeah halfway through i turned we turned it off really yeah it doesn't i think when you're younger i mean it's 
high, college kids on spring break yeah. and then they do Round a bunch of, of shit. But yeah. I think when you're younger, it might have more of a fact, but you know, I'm 33 years old now and <laughs> it just, I don't know. It didn't do it for me anymore. Uh, I guess the time and place. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it for this time on Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We've been talking about The Green Knight by David Laurie. Please check it out where it is available. And now I'm going to take a moment to thank my guest, Anthony, for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to being on this again. So mm -hmm. hopefully we won't have a COVID-22 or anything <laughs> like that. So I can you know get on again a lot, yeah. more, a lot sooner than, than a year and a half. For sure. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime, Anthony. But if you'd like to keep this conversation going, please add us on your favorite social media platform at Syndicate, that is C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E, -E, Syndicate, on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Have questions or film recommendations? Please email us at info at syndicate.com or visit the website, syndicate.com. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye.